702. Call Late Night Talk on 011-883-0702. 35 minutes to 9 o'clock. We continue with the show. And uh, I'm really looking forward to your calls, especially those of you who have just discovered that you have fallen pregnant, yeah, as a couple, and uh, maybe uh, haven't done all of the financial preparation that needs to be done when thinking about the life of the child that is going to be born. And I would imagine that many of us find ourselves in that situation when uh, a pregnancy comes. It's not always, not always planned. But, of course, there are certain financial implications. And to talk to me about this uh, is Mdutuzi Lutuli. He is investment manager at Lutuli Capital. Mdutuzi, good evening to you, sir, and uh, welcome to the show. And uh, it's good to speak to you as always. Hi, Aubrey. It's uh, always a pleasure to be on the show. How are you? I'm well, man. I'm very well. Uh, I remember that when we discovered that we were pregnant, um, we had not been thinking about finances and stuff. I think we were thinking about other things too. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but if people find themselves in that situation where there is a baby coming, and maybe we yeah. should start even before then, if a couple is thinking about having a child, what sort of financial considerations should they be putting uh, front center in their minds? Yeah, I think um, all too often, especially in South Africa, uh, planned pregnancy is a very rare occasion. And what you find as a commonality is rather an unplanned or surprised uh, pregnancy. So you actually say, look, it's it's a bundle of joy. It's a gift from God. But, man, it's an expensive gift. Yeah. You know, take it from me. I'm a father of two girls. And it's the most expensive thing I've ever done. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I can tell you now that I agree with you, and I think many, many, many other parents in the country would agree with you there, too. Sure. Sure. I think um, just last night, um, the, probably the best contraceptive uh, ever created was school fees. Because yeah. once you start paying school fees, um, that, that dream of having five children, you just think twice about. Absolutely. But uh, to, get, to get back to your question, you know, several research studies uh, have indicated that the average cost of raising a child in South Africa annum is about 90,000 uh, rand a year. Yeah. So if you just take that figure on a straight line projection, you don't even plug in inflation or any sort of growth. Basically, over 23 years, most people start working when they're 23, 24, so that's when your child is financially independent, you hope. You're going to be spending somewhere between 20 and a half to 22 million rand um, just to raise uh, this child. So um, if you're going to do this, I think it's very important that you are financially prepared because, like I said, it's definitely not going to be cheap. In fact, um, an unplanned pregnancy, uh, some have described it as the financial equivalent of being signed up for for a home loan while you're unconscious. So you wake up, you days, you shackle to a bill for an amount that just seems comical. So if you are going to do this, I guess uh, if you're going to find a way to, to make it work and you feel up for the challenge, then there's certain things you have to do. I think right off the bat, the first thing you need to realize is that actually you do have time. Planned yeah. or unplanned, you yeah. do have time because if you find out that you're pregnant, the baby's not coming tomorrow. Yeah. You know, best, best case scenario, you've got about nine months. Uh, worst case scenario, maybe you've got maybe seven months or so. Yeah. But yeah. end of the day, you do have time. So as stressful as it is, um, you do have time to prepare for it. So one of the first things you need to do is just 
set up a dedicated savings account, set up a baby fund. So, 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 so let know. me just understand you correctly, um, yeah. do. You, you're saying to me that, and, and let's for argument's sake say that seven mm. months, uh, when, you, when you've got at least seven months, uh, or mm. when you find out after two months that you're pregnant, yeah. you're saying yeah. to me that that amount of time, seven months, yeah. is sufficient for you to start some sort of financial program that uh, will at least give you a fighting chance um, in as far as your finances are concerned uh, with regards to the, uh, uh, to the coming baby. Yeah, look, don't get me wrong. It's certainly not going to uh, take a huge chunk off the next 23 or 24 years. Yeah. But already you have the shock of that I'm going to be a parent and at least use those months that you have to prepare for the for the first year, you know? Yeah. Take some of the stress off the first year. And that's why I'm saying the first thing you got to do is just create a baby fund. Maybe even if you're telling yourself that's for just nappies or just smoke or just the, or just the doctor's visit, try to take something off the table. Use that time to say, look, at least when the baby comes for the first 12 to 24 months, I'm sorted when it comes to nappies. And at least that, 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 that's one thing off the table and you can look at, okay, how do we handle the rest? Yeah. You know, the last thing you want to do is, you've got, you've got the months. Yes, it's not a long time. It's uh, nine months. It's not nine years or 19 years of preparation. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm saying you've got, a, you've got some sort of... Uh, um, warning for lack of a better sure. word um that the child is coming and there's, there's something you can do about it and also you know when most people find out that they can be parents the behavior changes slightly yeah so even something as you know just removing alcohol from your from your weekend routine or your yeah. weekly routine that starts putting together the sense and even post the pregnancy if you carry on maybe if you're saying you know you're uh, as a guy who was drinking with mates on the weekend, if you just decide, well, that's one thing where I'm going to redirect my funds, it does help. Yes, it's not going to, it's not going to pay for that 21, 22 million rand bill, but it helps. Um, and it, it sort of gets you into preparation for the delivery. Yeah. So one of the greatest uh, immediate costs is prenatal care and delivery. So, uh, and when people find out they're going to be children, I can tell you now, if you haven't spent any time actually looking at the details of your medical aid, if it's just been, I've got a medical aid and hopefully if I get hit by a car, they'll look after me. Now that you're going to have a child, you need to ensure that you properly understand your medical aid. Yeah. Because you're going to need that insurance. With the help of your insurance, um, maybe if your company can help you or a doctor, the first thing you do is that you go to your doctor and you ask for full estimates of costs for the prenatal care, yeah. for the test, for the delivery. Yeah. Get this in writing with the insurance, but even with insurance, please do expect some out-of-pocket expenses. Yeah. You know, the most important thing that you want to make sure, and, and, and really I can't stress this enough, I'm 100% sure, and again, prefer to be in writing, is that make sure your doctor is in network with your insurance, along with if there's a if there's a midwife, if um, anyone that you need to see, the first thing is just make sure that they are in network. And what that means is they've been approved by your medical aid in terms of the rates. Yeah. Because, like I said, it's a surprise. And the last thing you want to do is go to a, a doctor that charges two, three, four times what your medical aid is willing to pay, and thus you're already making a very stressful situation. Uh, a bit more stressful. Do you, know, you, you, even, yeah. you, you sound to me, oh, sorry, uh, you sound to me as if you're saying that as soon as you know that there's a baby coming, yeah, yeah. 
uh, and perhaps better if you do it even before you know whether the baby is coming. But you need to have yeah. some sort of financial discipline aimed at at alleviating some of the out-of-pocket costs of looking after yeah. a child. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, I'm saying having a child is like buying a 22 million rand house. So if you you know if you were going to go buy a 22 million rand house, it's not something that you just wake up in the morning and say, "Oh, oh. I'm going to do that." You're gonna you're gonna go you're gonna go out of your way to prepare for that. So I think all I'm saying is take that mentality into the preparation for this child, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Make sure you understand what your medical aid covers. Make sure your doctor is in network with the insurance, even where your doctor sends blood tests and test labs, anything needs to be done. Make sure it's part of your insurance network because you've got the medical insurance, so you got the medical aid, so make sure that it works for you. Understand terms like, is this deductible, is this out of network, is it in, in network, is there co-insurance, co-payment, all those things. Even your op- op- obstetrician, the ultrasounds, maternity ward, make sure that the first thing you ought to do is, is plan and make sure that it's it's covered within your medical aid to minimize those out-of-pocket expenses. As soon as you've done that preparation, I think probably the next important thing to do is uh, get insured. And here I'm not talking about medical insurance, but I'm talking about life insurance. You know, people always ask me, um, you know, when do you need life insurance? You essentially only need life insurance if you have a major debt you know, something that if you were to pass away, you wouldn't want that to be a burden to whoever is looking after your state, or if you have financial dependence. So if you have a child, that's a financial dependence. If you have a spouse, if you love your spouse, you know, that's a financial dependence. Yeah. So if you don't have life insurance, if you don't think life insurance is important, the day you find out that you are going to be a parent, make sure that you you, you, you you get life insurance. And a, and a rule of thumb, a guideline is, you know, like eight to ten times your annual salary uh, as a starting point. Oh, eight to ten times your annual salary. That's discipline yeah. and discipline and a half. Give us a call. Yeah. Double one eight eight. Yeah, yeah sorry. Insurance amount. Sorry, that I'm saying the eight to ten times uh, as an insurance amount. So I'm not saying you need to save eight to ten times. So I'm saying if, if you... Uh, you know, yes, always consult an advisor, but if you just want a, a rule of thumb, how much life cover do I need if I'm expecting a baby? A good starting point is about 8 to 10 times your yeah, annual yeah, salary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, double one eight eight three oh seven oh two uh, oh two one double four six oh five six seven. Uh, perhaps uh, you could give us some of your experiences as a parent that went through some of the difficulties, some of the school fees of not... Um, of not preparing financially for that that bundle of joy that costs what twenty two million rand. Yeah. Do wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 and perhaps you are in that situation now. You've just discovered that uh, uh, you've been trying for a certain amount of time, and yes, you have reached your goal. The baby is coming. What sorts of plans are you making now, financially speaking? And, uh, and of course, uh, if you are uh, in a position to give us some advice as to how you started some sort of a financial uh, system uh, in that line and uh, whether it's working or not working for you. But what I'm getting from do is that do something. Yeah? Don't do nothing. Am I correct in, in, in that uh, assessment, do? Definitely, and also just doing something, uh, the preparation, it calms you down. You know, uh, 
being wealthy is about being in control about how you spend your money yeah. and not being reactive to it. Yeah. And just stop preparing, make the necessary arrangements because number one, it makes sure that you're being deliberate about how you spend your money, but it also prepares you, gives you a really good idea of what you've gotten yourself into, if I can put it that way. Yeah. And even just uh, uh, building on the, the insurance part, yes, the important part is the life cover, the life insurance. So if anything happens to you, you know, your child has some sort of safety net. But look even beyond that. Look at insuring your income. You know, what happens uh, What happens if you decide actually, uh, or, or rather what happens during the pregnancy if there's complications and that leads you to uh, needing to be off work a year or two as maybe the envisioned uh, maternity leave of four to six months, you know. What are you going to do beyond that? What if there are complications? What if you need surgery or some sort of medical care due to the pregnancy? You know, these are the things that need to start going through uh, uh, your head as you prepare for, for sure. the baby. Well, we've got a few calls coming through on 011-883-0702 and, of course, on 021-446-0567. Uh, Stefan in Century, in Century, Cape Town. Hi, Stefan. How's it? Yeah, how's it, I man? Just wanted, just wanted to chat about um, sort of unforeseen medical expenses. Sure. So uh, my wife had, I mean, we we were all geared up for a natural birth. Um, mm. And we ended up, we actually weren't using a, what they call a designated service provider. So a doctor on the medical schemes network. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. we were sort of comfortable and prepared for that. But... What ended up happening is we had a uh, an emergency C-section after sort of 12 hours of pretty intense labor. Mm. Um, and the medical scheme turned around. And although, they, although it's supposed to be covered um, as a prescribed minimum benefit or whatever the case is, they said, although it's an emergency seizure, which you weren't prepared for, uh, because you use the doctor outside of our network, we can't help you. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I ended yeah. up having to foot, foot a medical bill of about 30 grand um, just to have my kid, sure. which I sort of wasn't planning for. Look, I mean, my doctor also charged like quite a bit, but uh, it's just something to be aware of that if you are using a doctor outside of the network by your choice or whatever the case is, and it's sent into an emergency seizure, it can balloon quite quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Stefan, thanks very much for your call, man. Much appreciated. Uh, but uh, the baby's healthy, the baby's good, the the wife is happy and good? Yeah, all yeah. good. All good. She's uh, 14 months walking around. Uh, uh, up boy, boy or a girl? A little girl. Ah, uh, excellent stuff. Stefan, thanks very much for your call. Much appreciated. Sobering stuff, them too. Yeah, and, you know, that's a reality already. Uh, I mean, the thing I can't stress here is, you know, we're talking about an unplanned pregnancy, and just that order alone brings with it its own stress. Yeah. And what we're trying to do by putting this planning process is just trying to control that stress and, and minimize and eradicate it where possible. Yeah. So, you know, what you just talked about is, is exactly what, what I'm saying, is people, most people just think, well, I've got a medical aid, so I'm sorted. Yeah. And these are the times, like I'm saying, get it in writing. You know, go to the maternity ward where, where you want your, your, your child to be born. Get the cost. Get the cost in writing. Speak to your medical aid. 
get them to commit in writing what will you cover what will you not cover you know sometimes you think oh, okay if there's an emergency uh it's uh, you just automatically assume well we should cover this right etc etc look they'll help you if there's an emergency but they will they will bully you if it's not part of your your medical aid and what also tends to happen is that uh, the people when they get the medical aid before being a parent you know, what we'll do is we'll try safe costs and just say, maybe it's a hospital plan or you want minimal cover to say, look, it's just me. If I get hit by a bus, you know, I'll take, I'll take what comes. Yeah. But now you have to think beyond that. It's not about you anymore. There's, there's a child, there's the mother and complications do occur. Yes, we've come a long way in terms of uh, medical invo- advancements, uh, in terms of both the mother and the child being healthy post the birth, but yeah. just be aware of these costs and get them in writing. And I think also building onto that uh, and and planning for the future. Look, a large part of that 22 uh, million rand is going is going to be the education costs. Yeah. yeah. So what I typically see with the with parents for the education costs is that they start an education plan, hoping that this education plan will cover all the schooling. And that's let's just be realistic. That's that that's not realistic. Yeah. What you should be aiming to do is, if you find out that you're going to have a child soon, um, what you should be trying to cover for is from high school onwards, because yeah. at least it gives you some sort of gap. Yeah. You know, high school and tertiary. And what you should be trying to do is that with high school and tertiary, your your investment should try to cover a third of the cost, yeah. okay? Yeah. So you say one third of the cost, what, what about the other two thirds? Yeah. So one third of the cost should be the, the investment or the savings. The other third should be, you put that burden on your child. Yeah. And what I mean by that is try get them to excel so that they get some sort of yeah. uh, bursary, yeah. bursary and yeah. scholarship. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's their education, get yeah. them involved and say, listen, if you want to get education, if you want to go to the best schools, get involved and put that pressure on them. Yeah. And then the remaining third, that's what you try and cover from your salary. That's how you make it work because that investment is not going to cover all the costs, I can tell you now. What what you've just said is is something that's very rare these days. Uh, The idea or the awareness that part of the education cost is the cost of the one being educated. In other words, Mm. they've got to, you know, they've got to bring their side by giving us good marks, good good performance at school uh, do. And and, and I'm, I'm feeling that we're losing that message uh, generally these days, yeah? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, my girls, they're three and two, so they're still very young. But yeah. one of the things we've, we've discussed uh, with their mother is that, look, uh, we definitely want to pay them, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, almost, I want to say wages, but that's not the right, pocket money, you know? Yeah. Uh, but they got to work for that. So work doesn't necessarily mean manual labor. For me, work can be academic work, yeah. you know, to say... Uh, earn your money, earn your money. Help us out, you're part of, you're part of this family. You know, speak to you. We, we talked a few weeks ago about how do you get your child involved and start teaching them the necessary financial skills. Yeah. And we talked about the three-jar system where they have a jar for, for charity, a jar for spending, and a, and a jar for saving. We've got to talk. We've got to have a yeah. whole show about that, do how we can yeah. start teaching our very young children to be financially savvy. I mean, you and I know that no school is teaching that at the moment, uh, but I love the fact that uh, you've already started it at uh, two and three, yeah? 
yeah, no, you you, you gotta we gotta get away from this thing of 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 number one assuming that the kids are stupid, yeah. kids are not stupid. Uh, you know, just think about the times when you were growing up, the things that you were aware of and you saw, but your parents thought, oh, you won't remember this, or you you know, kids are not stupid. Speak to them, get the yes, you gotta obviously speak at their level, but get them involved and make them part of the family unit. Do let, let's take um, one, let's take one more call before we finish off. I just want to take a quick call from Victor in Santon. Hi, Victor. Hi, guys. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Thanks very much, Victor. Uh, what is on your mind, sir? I just wanted to comment about having kids and medical aid and all the finances that go into it. I've yeah. just recently had twin boys, uh, unplanned pregnancy, and I like to think I'm a guy that's got stuff in order. And let me tell you guys out there that... Uh, Kids cost a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what? So they're six weeks old. One of them is left as a tolerance, which means special oh. um, I've already started saving for their, for their scooting, putting money away for that every month. Um, but like you guys said, find out what your medical covers, how much they cover it, uh, if there are any complications. One of my twins spent some time in the uh, in the NCIU, which is the baby ICU yeah. unit. And uh, luckily, I took that out. I'm going to take cover that. And, yeah, I just like to say to the guys out there, plan ahead, um, put money away as much as you can, because yeah. uh, your, your kids are going to be expensive. Victor in Santon, thanks very much for your call, man. Much appreciated. What I'm finding very, very nice about this, even on SMS, do it's mostly guys that are contributing to say, guys, you know, you got to put away money for your children, and that's great for me. That sounds really, really great because it shows me that guys are no longer just uh, thinking that the raising of their children is the mom's job, uh, but uh, also even on a financial sort of level, uh, guys are yeah. beginning to contribute to that conversation. Can't you? Can, can we can we think about that and do the the conversation around how to teach our children, even as young as yours, about about financial savviness if there is such a, um, a conversation? I, I'm I'm very passionate about that, and I'm hoping that we can do that next week. We can definitely do that. Uh, we, we've written a lot of material on how to educate children between the age of six and eighteen. Yeah. So really, when they start, that's from the age where the 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 plans also, or rather the teaching sticks. You know, they're ready for that for the development. Three years or two years is a bit too young, but we can definitely do that. And I sure. think in in closing, I think just like I said with the education, you have to box mark. There's no way that you'll save for all the education. I am still a huge advocate that one of the best things you can ever do for your child is open a, is a retirement annuity for them. Yeah. Because I can tell you now, uh, it was one of the things we never talk about in the industry, but a lot of people are in so much trouble when it comes to their post-retirement. Sure. And there's a few factors for that. It's just people start too late. We're in an investment environment sure. that is offering little to to, to nothing. Yeah, yep. I, I've got to stop you. I'm sorry, we've run out of time. Okay. Um, but let's talk about it again next week. I'm really loving the momentum this conversation is beginning to pick up, uh, and I appreciate your time. Always a pleasure. Thank oh, you very much. Lutuli Investment Manager at Lutuli Capital.